So now going into the playoffs, we've gone through all the regular season, what we think of each team. What what do you see happening in the playoffs? What are your predictions? Um, I let's see here. I have got the Clippers and the Heat. Or no, excuse me. I have the Thunder and the was, Heat in the finals. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just I, I think that with. With everything that's going on this off season, the way the Thunder are set up, I just I think that there there's no question about they're they're going to run through the playoffs uh-huh. on the team that they play because they're going to like like I said earlier the the season is so short <clears throat> with with the games that we've already missed that they're not going to be tired when the playoffs come yeah. and they're just going to be able to just run every team <clears throat> out of the, out of the building. I have I share your sentiment. I think Miami and Oklahoma City. I think Miami is going to win it though. Um, I just think that Dwayne Wade and LeBron are just a smidge better than Russell Westbrook and um, Durant. And then you add in Chris Bosh. If he can, if he can pick up his game a little bit from last year, played pretty well in the playoffs. But I think he's better than anyone else they have besides the top two on each team. I think they get it done. Um, I think they'll probably still uh, get another maybe big man who gets cut in the season or maybe, uh, maybe pick up Canyon Martin when he gets back from jail. I mean, Jack Bauer frees him from China. <laughs> um, so I think, I think there'll be, I think Miami and Oklahoma city are the two top teams. And I see Miami winning at seven. One thing about the heat. I mean, I, I do like the pickup of Shane Battier, mm-hmm. but I don't know without that, that point guard, I just I don't see them. I don't even see them really making it out of the, the first or second round. Just because we'll see. They, right? they don't have a guard. They don't have a, a facilitator. They mainly play LeBron in the position, and I think he is he's talented enough to do that. But sometimes he doesn't have the right mindset. He yeah. he stops the ball a little bit too much to be a true point guard um, or point forward or whatever you want to call him. He has, I mean, you look at some of his highlights, and he is a superb passer. But, I mean, he really, he gets in this mindset of either I'm going to pass or I'm going to drive. He doesn't yeah. have an open mind like, say, a Steve Nash would. Or Steve, yeah, exactly. I mean, they can do either. They can, you know, they're driving the basket. They're, they're either going to go for a layup, they're going to kick it out. LeBron, once he decides what he's going to do, I think he's pretty much set on it. And I think, I mean, he's spectacular. He's the most talented player we have in the game. Yeah, I but, agree. But I, I really think he, everything that their ti- that their title chances hinges on is in his head. It's whether he can figure out how to win in the playoffs, how <laughs> figure out his demons in the playoffs, and um, I, I think he'll do it. And if not, I think Dwayne Wade and the rest of that sporty cast will be able to bring him to a title. Um, let's see, let's just go over some awards. Uh, I think, I mean, I was looking over it and. I really don't see how Derrick Rose can't be their favorite again to win it. I mean, you look, I think they're going to be the second best team on, in the East. They're going to win the equivalent of, you know, 59, 60 games, depending on the whatever that is for the 6-game season. These pretty much their only legitimate offensive threat. I mean, they have Luol Deng, and now they have Rip Hamilton, but he's still going to be getting 28, 29 points a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I have him first. I have Durant second. Um, I think Durant doesn't get it just because... He has another superstar with him, which I think the voters kind of take into account. That's why LeBron, you know, got such low numbers last year, mm-hmm. is because the writers don't 
they don't give enough credit to the superstars when they have another helping hand there because, you know, they're getting – they're less valuable because if they left, they'd still have another superstar. Third, I have Chris Paul because I think the the Clippers are going to do very well. I think Chris Paul is going to be he's, – he's always been motivated. He's always played hard, but I think he's going to be extra motivated. Now that he's got, you know, Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan out through alley-oops too, I mean, he was carving apart that Lakers defense. And granted, the Lakers can't guard a point guard for – for their life, but I think he has a legitimate shot at an MVP this year. And the, the one thing that mm-hmm. I really like about the Clippers is if you look at them, there is no other team in the league I would rather like to see two people in Chris Paul and Blake Griffin because they are going to work so well oh. together. Oh, yeah. You are gonna, they're going to be in ESPN's top top ten plays every night. Oh, yeah, every it's going to be great. Um. Defensive player of the year, I mean, you can't really expect much else. Dwight Howard is pretty much, he's going to win it every year until. I think so. I mean, he's, he's, he's the best defensive big man in the game. I mean, and people seem to like defensive big men over defensive wings. I mean, Tony Allen. My Allen's, defensive player is a big guy, but he's not, it's not Dwight. Yeah, who do you have? I have Joe Kim. Oh, really? Yep. Huh. I think, I think with, with, this season, I think that he's going to really break out. He's going to he's going to bring it this season. I I that's that's one guy I I'm starting to drink his Kool Aid. Yeah. When he first came into the league, I thought no, coming out of Florida, he's this guy's a joke. And I watched him play last season. I really liked him. If he can stay healthy, yeah, and keep it together. I mean, he's he has that intensity on defense. Exactly. He's a you don't see tenacious. any other in the player get as mad and yeah. scream and yell as much as he does. Yeah. Um, and then let's see. For most improved, I have a, quite the list of characters here that I um, think have a chance. Uh, James Harden. That's if he gets a starting minutes. I think he has a talent to, to push his stats over where he can get that. Shannon Brown. I think you know he'll do a lot better than he did in L.A. just because of the playing time. Yeah. And he's still young, but like we said earlier, it really depends on um, how he can handle that role as you know one of the main guys now. Uh, Steph Curry, I think he can <clears throat> take a game to another level this year. He is he is very exciting to watch. The only problem I see with that is I feel like all the guys that you've named so far have a good cast around them, mm-hmm. and he doesn't really have that cast around him that's going to be able to, to give him the the help that he needs to be able to become a really good yeah. player. Um, Tyrus Thomas in Charlotte. Um he didn't get. I think so. Yeah, he started the the year on the bench. Um, he think he's twenty five now. He's he's starting to get it. He's a great defensive rebounder. He's a great shot blocker. He's explosively athletic. He's starting to get a little bit of a mid range game in. I think if you can put it all together, and he can be the number one or two option on Charlotte, he'll get the stats and acclaim needed to maybe pick up that award. Yeah. John Wall. I mean, he was great last year, but he. Got, Derailed by injuries and limited his effectiveness, so he's only bound to go higher. Um, one kind of hopeful one is Demarcus Cousins. Yeah. Uh, he's got the talent, and I, if he if he gets to where he's capable of, um, he could be a top three, top two center in this league. Um, it's all just getting his head on straight and uh, yeah. all that. And then finally, Evan Turner. I think Evan Turner is going to have a breakout season for the 76ers. Um, I really liked his game coming out. And people were kind of down in him last year, but I I think he'll be able to pull through this year. Okay. Um, for my uh, – I didn't 
get to my MVPs, my MVP I had was uh, Kevin Durant. Okay. I think yeah, that I think that sense. he's going to win it. I think that this is going to be his season. He's going to lead in scoring, and he's he's just going to bring it. And then I had uh, Derrick Rose and Kobe right behind him. Oh, you have Kobe. Yeah, because I think that now that uh, Odom's gone, he's going to be scoring a lot more. So he could easily be two or three in the league in scoring. Um, and then my most improved, I I had Aaron Aflalo. Okay. Yeah. I think with without J.R. Smith, I think he's going to get a lot. More playing time. Run, yeah. And uh, I actually was almost considering him for defensive player of the year. He's good. Because he does, he's a great defender, but usually it's the big guys that yeah. get the defensive player. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I also, uh, and Aaron Follow too, there was one game I watched uh, last season where I, I, can't remember, I can't remember if it was the playoffs or not, but he made six three pointers in a row. Yeah, and and I didn't remember that. No. And I was like, "Wow, this guy is is, is good." Mm-hmm. And then I, from that point on, I kind of followed him and kept watching him. And it just seemed like every game, even though he was coming off the bench, he was scoring twenty, thirty points a game, and he, he wasn't getting the the hype that that most players do. Mm-hmm. And then like also like you said, James Harden. Yeah, he he, he could be a really great player. And then. Uh, my last guy that I had for Canada most uh, improved, another guy from uh, the Nuggets, Wilson Chandler. I well, think... see, he's in China right now. Oh, he is. I yeah. Know he's not going to be back till March. See, yeah. I, I would have definitely put him in there as well, but he's not going to. Yeah. China. Yeah. He's, wow. He won't be able to get out unless uh, Jack Bauer goes in there and saves him. Um, yeah, because he, I think that with, like oh, I said, without, without JR, he's going to have another chance to just. I think he's fantastic. Rip him up. Uh, rookies, I would like to say Jimmy, but um, but uh, I'm going to say yeah, Kyrie Irving or Kemba Walker because they're going to get more run than Jimmer is. Kings have a lot of a lot of guards in there. He's not going to get 30 minutes a game. I think Kyrie Irving and Kemba Walker both will. So yeah, I I like uh, I like Kemba. I think he definitely could could make a run at, at rookie of the year. But I'll tell you what I. In my opinion, I think that Jimmer is is gonna start is gonna get yeah is gonna get it because he's gonna I think that uh, Westfall realized hey you know this kid is is good and I think he's gonna he's gonna realize that and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna start him I think he's gonna get it All I think right, he yeah. is I hope he is yeah well because he's a he's a great oh he, player, yeah he's, loves, I'm drinking his Kool Aid more than anybody in the league. I love. It. Yeah, you you must be a thirsty man. I am drinking a lot of Kool Aid. I've been drinking a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, we ran through our NBA section here. Let's do a little uh, little pigskin. Um, and NFL. So obviously, last week was a crazy week. Um, Nuts. Green Bay lost. Indiana won. Um, I couldn't believe the Tim's pulled it out. Yeah, Tim Tebow lost. loses, which is tragedy for. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yes. But you know what? Tom Brady. Tom Brady might be pretty high on Jesus' list. I mean, he has Giselle. He's got beautiful locks. Beautiful locks of hair. You never know. They they showed his pretty new house on ESPN last night. Oh, yeah? It was pretty darn gnarly. So, given Green Bay, I mean, people are always quick to rush. Um, They lose one game. It's a panic. It's a panic attack. What are you, they're what, the Detroit of, of 2010. Yeah. Well, um, would you still say that Green Bay is prohibitive favorite, or who would you say could be able to challenge them? Um, 
I still think that Green Bay is the is is the favorite in the league. Um, I'll be honest with you though. I think that the uh, the Saints and the 49ers are really going to give give them them fits if they play. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm really liking the 49ers this season with everything they've done. They proved a lot on Monday. Yeah. They, that was a they, big game to them. They came out, and what are the Sears known for? Punching people in the mouth. And they came out, and the roundhouse kicked them in the mouth. <laughs> I mean, and Chuck Norris them. They, they came out. I mean, I looked at halftime, and it was uh, six, to, or six or nine to nothing. Oh. And then at that point, I, I, I went off and was watching something else, and I came back in the fourth quarter, and it was, I believe it was 21 to six, and that's what it ended up being. And... I just I couldn't believe it because, I mean their 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 offense was moving. I mean nobody thought Alex Smith would ever be this successful. Yeah. And and I mean their defense, it, it's I don't understand it because they don't have a lot of great players on the defense minus Patrick Willis because that dude is just a gnarly beast. But they I mean they really don't. They, like I said earlier, to have a really successful team in any game, you got to have a star or two, and then the role players that are good at their job. Yes. And they have guys that might not be the highest paid or the best overall rating in Madden, but they get their job done. Mm. And that's why the 49ers are being successful. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the best indication of, you know, records are very important. Because obviously that's what gets you into the playoffs. Yeah. The best uh, indication is the uh, point differential. Yep. Which... I'm looking at here. Um, Green Bay is by far the best. They've outscored teams 183 points, which is over 10 points a game. Um, which is pretty. Oh, pretty, pass. yeah. Um, the only other team that has over 10 points a game difference is New Orleans, which you were talking about. Third, San yeah, Francisco. Number, number two. Yeah. Um, right on the top five, uh, New England. And then uh, Houston is still on there, even though they have uh, – have Mr. Backup in there. Um, I, coming into, I think the week before Schaub got hurt, I was picking Houston to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, versus I had Green Bay. fourth overall. Like, yeah. But, before you know, now I have TJ Yates in there. I don't think they're really that much of a threat anymore. I think New no. England um, is the AFC's version of Green Bay. Um, yeah. Except worse defense and, you know, Depending on the day, they could have a maybe worse offense, but their their passing attack with Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez and Wes Welker is just it's phenomenal. Gnarly. It's we really haven't seen anything like that with the the tight ends as such weapons. I, I seeing Gronkowski play, that dude is just so just he's gnarly. Yeah, I mean you, you've seen the game where I mean. He, Remember who they were playing, but uh, was it the uh, not last week, the week before? Yeah, when they, he had one guy miss him, and then he had two guys on his back. Yeah, carried him carried through. Them. Yeah, I mean it's that like, was insane. This guy is a nut. But yeah, he's, he's a great player. Yeah, great. Um, you know, New Orleans plays the same type of game as Green Bay. They they throw it around. They do a great job at it. Um, they they really aren't the same team when they're not in dome. Yeah, which true. is the one thing that may lead them to not being able to beat Green Bay because Green Bay is going to have home field throughout the playoffs. Yeah. They're going to play in Lambeau, which obviously isn't a dome. Um, 
I think New Orleans prohibitive favorite to, to meet them there in the, the NFC Championship game. But once they get there, you know, who knows whether it's going to be snowing or it's going to be, you know, 10 degrees outside. But then again, you think about it, and, you know, Green Bay runs the same style of offense. And, I mean, you never know if, you know, the whole old adage is that, you know, that passing looks nice, but, you know, running a defense or what gives a championship, especially when it when it gets cold in there. I think whatever one of these teams, Green Bay or New Orleans, gets out of the NFC, I think they win Super Bowl. I think New England has a shot if they face either one of those teams. San Francisco is a wild card because um, they're, they're really the top team that doesn't play that style of football. They, uh, you know, obviously they're defensive-minded. I still haven't bought into Alex Smith. I think it's just he's more of just more of the same. He's a little bit better than he has been, but he's more of just limiting what he's doing, um, running uh, Frank Gore. Um, and I think that's that's a great uh, – should be attributed to the coaching staff and uh, Jim Harbaugh mm-hmm. doing a great job. But I don't know. I think they're, they're matched up well against a team like Steelers and the Ravens. They like to pound it out. They play the same brand of football. I think they're the best at that brand of football. But right now, I think the brand of football that wins in this league is the – the run-and-gun passing attack. Yep. And the top three teams in that, Green Bay, New Orleans, and New England. I think those are the top three in that order. And uh, we'll just have to see. One thing I wanted to... Uh, there's actually two divisions I want to talk about a little bit. First, the AFC West, which <laughs> has Tebow fever. Um, yeah. So, coming to these last two weeks, Denver is 8-6. and six. Um, They're at Buffalo, and they're playing KC at home. Yeah. Uh, Oakland 7-7. Seven, seven. They're at KC and they're playing San, San Diego. Diego at home. San Diego seven seven at Detroit. They got Detroit. Or no, it's it's in San Diego versus Detroit at Oakland. And then KC still in the hunt, amazingly at six yeah. and six. They're playing Oakland at home and then at Denver. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna um, ask you a couple questions here and see who you think this is. So there's and don't look at your your stats here for a second. I just want to see gut instinct. There's four teams in the league. In the um, division? Yeah, in the division, okay. yes. Um, only one of them has a plus on the scoring differential for the whole season. Which it, one? KC. San Diego. San Diego is plus 45. Really? Denver is minus 51. Holy shnikes. Oakland is minus 65, and KC is minus 127. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... That's not, Haley. That's, yeah, exactly. You know, they, since they fired him, they might just go on an incredible streak and win it all because they hated him so oh, much. Well, now they brought in, was it Romeo Cornell? Yeah. And he did horrible with the, I think, oh, like yeah. the Browns. Yeah, the Browns. Yeah, he did yeah. so bad with them. Yeah. What a bad move. So, I mean, you look at this, Oakland has really fallen off the past three weeks. They were doing very well. And, uh, had that's a sad story. Raiders man. fans, yeah, excited. Darren Fadden hasn't played in seems like five years. Yeah, um, he's always hurt though. Yeah, San Diego, I think, is the most talented team offensively, but and they seem to might, maybe be putting it together. They got Detroit coming up, who's kind of the same type of team as San Diego is. They like to air it out. Don't have too much of a running game, and they can be hidden on defense. I think Detroit has a better defense thanks to Dominican Sue. But um, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens with that one. No stepping on other people anymore. Stomping. Yeah. Uh, Denver is funny because everyone's been uh, 
you, you really don't know whether people praise. I mean, obviously, all attention goes to Tim Tebow. Of course. And then, so everyone turns that into everyone saying it's all Tim Tebow that does it. It's in the which hunt. it's not necessarily what uh, the people are saying, but that's what the media likes to hype up. Yeah. And then the players go, it's not just Tim Tebow. Well, look and, you at know, their was, defense. and the their defense is great, which. And then you look at last week, their defense was terrible. <laughs> look what happened. Exactly. But the funny thing is, Tim Tebow did pretty well that game. Yeah, he did. I mean, the, in the entire game. I mean, there were spurts where he didn't do well. He did Tim Tebow things like throw ducks and and uh, kill golfers. But um, their their defense. I was watching the fourth quarter. I watched most of this game, and they just Aaron Hernandez. I mean, I don't even think they knew that he was on their team for some reason. I mean, every single time in the fourth quarter, they were down. I think it was they were down two touchdowns before they scored their their last one. Mm-hmm. Aaron Hernandez would just do a little in route. Five yards in, Tom Brady would look downfield. He wouldn't have anyone there. Hernandez is right there, wide and open. open, 15, 20-yard gain every single time. And, I mean, that's got to be fixed. I mean, they have great pass rushers in Vaughn Miller and um, um, the other guy. Oh, uh, the hell is his name? The big guy. No, yeah, the big guy. That's one big guy. Von oh, Miller. Yeah, that big guy. That big guy and, that, and Von Miller. They are they're very good at pass rushing. Still have Champ Bailey, who, I mean, he's, he's getting, champ. yeah, exactly. Don't Old. forget B-Doc. Yes. And, yes, Brian Dawkins, who, uh, surprisingly, is still playing pretty well. But, um, you know, there's, that, that they're, not, they're one, not the perfect team. One key thing about the Broncos, uh, a reason I think that their defense is what it is, mm. is because of... Brian Dawkins does that dude. Oh, he's a, he's leadership coming out of his pinky finger. Yeah, he he makes their defense what it is because he brings a menacing presence in the uh, in the secondary. He he likes to hang out with that that Ray Lewis uh, Kevin Garnett posse that yeah. you don't want to miss mess yeah. with in the in the locker room or the uh, dark alley there. And uh, like you said, I mean, they're just, it's it's crazy how how good their defense is behind him because he he, he is that he's their their field general. Yeah. And then, uh, like you were saying earlier, with the with the uh, with their pass rush, they have uh, Doomerville. Elvis Doomerville. That's who it was. And then uh, also they have uh, DJ Williams. Yeah, he's a stud. Who, who they can bring off the edge, and he, he's, he's really good, too. Yeah. And uh, I think that uh, their middle linebacker, Joe Mays, he doesn't get a lot of respect, but he really has been a, a good anchor in that in that linebacker court. Yeah. And, I mean, so we went over those three teams, Denver, Open, San Diego, Kansas City. Both their games are versus division opponents, Oakland yeah. Denver. If they win both those, they still have a shot. Um, Denver would have to lose to Buffalo. Um, and then, let's see, San Diego would have to lose to Detroit, and then Oakland would have to beat San Diego. But, I mean, that could be a mess right there. I mean... Oh, yeah. If if one of those teams wins besides KC, then they're out. But, you know, that'll be interesting last two weeks there. Next one was... Mike perk your little ears up, Joe. The NFC East. Believe it or not, Philadelphia Eagles still, still have a shot. Um, it's not a good shot. Not you need you need Dallas. You need Philly to beat Dallas this week, which you know Dallas is very schizophrenic. And we need the Jets to whoop on. Yeah, Giants. you need you need the Jets to whoop the Giants, and then you need the Giants to whoop on Dallas again. Yeah. In week seventeen, 
So, I mean, anything is possible in this crazy league. Crazy. I'm glad I got out of it last year. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I haven't, ever since uh, they kind of got out of the running, I haven't watched too many Eagles games lately. Have you Have you been watching them pretty closely? Yeah. Or What is up with Deshaun? What is going on with him? You know, I think one of the problems is when he came on to the, to the Eagles, when he got drafted, they've always, he's always been our our go-to receiver. And I, I think the problem is now there were so many expectations built around the team and they're obviously underachieving of what they, they could be doing. And, and it's, it's getting to him. He, he doesn't have that maturity that, that yeah, you need that. out of, a, out of a good uh, player. And I think another issue is Michael Vick really isn't performing like Michael Vick. Yeah. Well, He's performed like Michael Vick in 2004, 2005. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's really not what we need. I mean, really, we could have been better off with Kevin Cobb because he's a pocket passer. Yeah. And, yeah, Michael Vick plays, fits in well with the fact that our defensive, our, excuse me, our offensive line is atrocious. I mean, it's better now that we've, that we've got some guys healthy. Harriman's is back, and uh, Peters isn't doing horrible anymore. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know. It's 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 weird because I really really like Deshaun, but he's proved to me now that it's like uh, he's not a team player. Yeah, and it's sad because I mean he could end up getting traded over this because it's oh, for sure. It's, I mean Philly is not uh, adverse to, to no, trading someone. They yet. got rid of Brian Dawkins. Yeah, I mean Jeremiah Trotter. I Jer- mean. Yeah, Jeremiah Trotter, another one. And in my opinion. If we still had Ryan Dawkins, I there is no question in my mind that we'd be leading the division because I, I agree he is one guy on the team that if say this, this this situation was still happening and we still had Brian Dawkins, Brian Dawkins would rip him the biggest new one you would, would never know. I mean, he wouldn't sit right for a month. Yeah, and that's what we're lacking. We're lacking that leadership, and even Donovan Mab. He was a he was a good leader too. Yeah, and that, he was really underrated in that role because I mean, he we had Brian Dawkins and he was obviously the main leader of our team. But even Donovan McNabb was a good leader, and I mean it's it's rough because that's all we need is leadership. Because I mean everywhere else we're, we're I mean we we do need some linebackers, but we could have gotten by in our division with the team that we have now easily if we had leadership. But yeah, I I, I totally agree. That seems to be the one thing lacking from that uh, uh, dream team that uh, Vince Young uh, dabbed you guys as. Um, really quick, let's go over MLB. Um, the uh, Angels obviously had a quite the uh, signing day um, a couple weeks ago. Um, do you see them as the favorite now in Major League Baseball? I, I do. I really do because, I mean, you look at the pieces they've added. I mean... C.J. Wilson, Albert Pujols. They added Latroy Hawkins, who's a good left-handed reliever. I mean, they've they really they have a a good team now. I mean, yeah, their their outfield needs some some youth, but I mean, how can you go wrong with signing the best player? I mean, really, it could be the best player of all time, in my opinion. He's not. Yeah. But, I mean, some in some circles, he's considered the best player of all time. I mean, yeah. And they're they're pitching too. I mean, uh, Weaver and Wilson together. 
That's disgusting. That, that's just going to be dirty. Yeah, I, you know, I agree um, with most of that. I still think that Texas, with what they've done, is still a little bit better. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to go through their, their lineups and uh, let's see what you say. So Texas, their lineup, they have Ian Kinsler, Elvis Andrews, Josh Hamilton, Michael Young, Adrian Beltre, Nelson Cruz, Mike Napoli, David Murphy, and Mitch Moreland. I mean, that is a pretty pretty good hitter. Uh, they're lineup stout. There. They are definitely stout. I think their their problem is is pitching. They're, yeah. That's where they lack. We'll, we'll get to that in just okay. a second. So the Angels lineup, Eric Ibar, Bobby Abreu, Albert Pujols, Torrey Hunter, Howie Kendrick, Alberto Cayapso, Vernon Wells, or the shell of Vernon Wells, uh, Chris Iannetta, and Peter Borges. I have to give Texas, even with Albert Pujols there in the middle. I mean, no, I do. I, I agree with you. I, I'll give Texas that they have, I mean, they, they literally have four or five guys that could easily be MVP. Josh Hamilton, yeah. Nelson Cruz, Ian Kinsler, and uh, Mike Napoli, if he plays like he did in, oh, the, yeah. uh, in the postseason, could be an MVP. And even, I mean, Michael Young won't be an MVP, but he's still, I mean, he's a good player. Yeah. Very, very serviceable. So uh, the rotations, Texas Rangers have Derek Holland, Alexi Ogondo, Colby Lewis, Matt Harrison, and they're bringing in Neftali Feliz in the closer role to be the fifth starter. Um, they also, I think yesterday or the day before, they they won the bidding rights to Yu Darvish, which I'm not really too uh, familiar with him. But, I mean, if you're paying $51 million to be able to just negotiate with them – Let's hope he's a good player. Well, I just I just don't want to see what happened with uh, Daisuke. Daisuke Matsuzaka. Yes. I do not want to see that happen because I think if if they do sign this guy and he, he ends up being good, they could easily be the team to beat in the American League. But the problem is they're pitching. I it's it's scary because they don't have that they don't even really have a number one star. Yeah. They have and, a bunch of bunch of threes, I think. Yeah, they they do. And I I mean this this new guy that they won the Bay Rice to from Japan and it's been proven that usually the first season or two that they have in the MLB is, is tough for them to mm-hmm. they get a, get adjusted to because I mean you look at uh I mean you look at the uh what happened with Fukudome his first season, he didn't really do that good, but he, I mean, he's just serviceable out for it. And the same thing with Daisuke. It took him a season or two to get into it. Uh, Hideki Matsu, his first two seasons weren't real great. Now he's, yeah. he's, a, he's a fairly good, decent outfielder. And then, so, the Angels have a stellar rotation now. Um, yeah. They have four possible number ones, depending on what team you're, you're one to put that number one at. They have Jared Weaver. Dan Heron, C.J. Wilson, Irvin Santana, and Jerome Williams. Um, the very bloated Jerome Williams, if you haven't seen him. Oh. Um, I mean, those four rival what the Phillies have and um, the Giants have. I mean, I that I'm very afraid as an A's fan. Um, I mean, I, I know we're not going to do anything now because we have two juggernauts in our division. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, you got to give the, the starting pitching rotation um, nods to the Angels there. And then if you look at the, the bullpen, I mean, you're talking about LaTroy Hawkins. They have LaTroy Hawkins, Scott Downs. They have, right now, their closure is Jordan Walden. I'm not too sure who that is. Um, 
not sure if he's that great or not. Uh, yeah. 2011 Baseball America um, named the number five prospect, so I'm guessing he's pretty good. But in Texas, a pretty solid bullpen. They have Joe Nathan, who they picked up from the Twins, who was a lights-out closer just a few years ago before he had Tom Jones surgery. Yeah, Mike is- Adams, who did very good. Koji Uhara, Mark Lowe. I mean, all these guys, I have to give the bullpen nod to Texas. I still think Texas have a slight edge. I think they're both going to win at least 95 games next year. Yeah, one of them is going to be the wild card. I think I don't even think that the Yankees get to the playoffs next year. Really? That is, unless they pick up someone else. I think their lineup isn't as good as Boston's. I think Boston, uh, if they can get stop eating the chicken and beer, maybe get some salads and green beans and stuff, some nutritious right. stuff in there, <laughs> and they might be able to pull it through. I'm not sure about Bobby V being their their uh, manager. Yeah, that you know, I when I was a kid, I was a really big Braves fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just uh, and the Braves played the Mets a lot. You know, in the same division they played yes. each other a lot. Well, every game that I saw that the Mets lost, and Bobby Valentine would get up on the podium, he throws his players under the bus. He, I mean, legitimately, the guys in Boston had to have been on some kind of like hallucinogenic drug because that is the worst pickup. I mean, how do you... Yeah, I wasn't, I, I wasn't I real... I uh, Ozzie Gian over him. Yeah. I mean, and and with Terry Francona available, and, I mean, why why, I mean, why would they even let him go in the first place? Exactly. And I just... I just don't understand it, why why, why they would do that, but I don't know. It's, it, it, it befuddles me. Yes. And Joey is rarely befuddled. Indeed. Um, That's all the Kool-Aid. Yes, yes, exactly. Slipping some other stuff in that Kool-Aid. <laughs> Whatever there was wasn't there. Mm, yeah, well. Um, so I have the Angels and the Rangers neck and neck for the American League. I think the Phillies still, if they can get their, their lineup healthy, Brian Howard and um, and Chase Utley, if Chase Utley can get healthy, Jimmy Rollins can maybe pick up a little bit from where he was last year. Yeah. They... They're still a team to beat. They still have, I just think they still have the best rotation in baseball. You think so? Um, well, I mean... I don't know. I, I think I, mean, I, they, like, I like the Angels. See, the, the thing is, I would take both Cliff Lee and um, Roy Holiday over anyone on the Angels staff. That's, I mean... You think so? Yeah. I, I, who, who would you take over? I would definitely take Jared Weaver because he's younger. Well, I mean, for for one year. Oh, like, one year. Like, then if, I would definitely probably take Roy Holiday. Yeah, would in you my, take? In my opinion, he's the best skilled pitcher out of all. Well, see, I mean, I I think the Angels are better suited for the future. I mean, they have their guys are younger. Yeah, that's but, true. I mean, except Albert Pujols, who's already thirty-one, but but still, you know. Yes, um, I think right now, I think the Phillies still have the best rotation. I think it's between those three teams. Um, the Giants don't have enough offense. I don't see where they're going to go to Prince Fielder. Um, I, I really, they need someone in the middle of that lineup. I know they're getting, um, yeah. yeah, I know, I know they're getting uh, Babyface back, um, Babyface catcher, Buster, Buster Posey, Buster uh, getting him back. But I mean, he's a good hitter, but he's not, he's not a solid. I mean, he's solid, but he's not a bona fide middle of the order cleanup number one hitter or number three hitter, whatever you want to call it. Um, they, they they need someone like Prince Fielder to come in, shore up that lineup, and I think that if they can do that, they can compete for a title. But 
until they do something like that, they're not going to. The the problem that, that the, the Giants have, I mean, you look at their team, and, I mean, even when we won the championship, it's like you look at their team and you're like, how the hell did they do they that? They had to have a lot of things go right. And the the thing that, that really hurt us last season, and we did well the season we won the championship, was the close games we won. I mean, we were there was one point in the season we were 20-0 and 0 in one-run ball games. Yeah. And... That's not going to happen again. That, no, it's not. And with those 20 extra wins, I mean, that's that's not jump change in baseball. 20 games is a lot of games. Yeah. And I don't know. I Just in my opinion, I think that... Brand, I mean, Brandon Belt, he's a good prospect. I think with more playing time, it'll come to fruition that he's going to be a good star in the league. Um, Pablo Sandoval, if he pulls his head out of his rear, could be a... a I mean... Really, he could be a, a triple crown threat if yeah. he if he just if he, well, first he's got to lose some weight mm-hmm. um, and just focus on the game. And Freddie Sanchez, I love this guy. Easily, easily one of the the best second defensive second basemen in the league. Mm-hmm. And I think you know he's a he's a, he hits good for contact. He's not a great power hitter, but. He, he's good for contact. And then uh, Buster Posey. I mean, in my opinion, and I mean, being a Giants fan, I mean, I think that he, he could be an MVP sometime. I mean, if he comes if he comes back and plays like he did the uh, his rookie season, I mean... Modern-day Joe Maurer. Exactly. And it's just he... It depends on how he comes back from, from uh, his injury because... Something like that could, I mean, really could screw him up for the rest of his career, and he could become one of those Joe Maurer types. That it's like you said, it just, he's always were, hurt and never reaches that that star stud. Were, were you one of them giant fans who um, who called for that guy's head to the Marlins' no, head? Oh, no, good. It might be was baseball. A little much is. Yeah, I mean, it's not a football, no. but it's not a contact sport by any means, but. That's something that's always been in the game. Yeah, it's it's only because he People got get hurt, hurt that game. that yeah things happen, but because he got hurt doesn't mean that you come after this guy and then you make all these rule changes. It it's it, it was just it blew my mind. I mean, even Nick Saban on GM. Yeah, oh, he threw that. He like wanted to kill that he guy. Wanted, he, I mean, like he was going to hire the Halo Corporation. Yeah. He wanted fresh cars and all. It's like really, yeah. It's, it's a game, and, and it happened. Yeah, I understand. Buster is legitimately one of our best players, but if if it would have been the other way around, because the guy was a no guy. Yeah. If it would have the other way around, it there would have been no, no, not a word about it. But because Buster's an upcoming star. You need some uh, nasal next, Joe? Get a little stuffy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, He almost lost. He pretty much should have lost Chael Sonnen. He was getting his arse handed to him by that cocky bastard Chael Sonnen. Yeah. And he was, I mean, you can call it skill, you can call it luck. It's a little bit of both. But, I mean, Chael left his arm in there for the for the triangle. But if, I mean, he was down big on that card. I remember, I didn't watch the fight, but I, I quote, unquote, watched it on Twitter 
and I was I was amazed. About, I I know I was shocked. I mean, which shows one side how great he is, but the other aspect is that he he did almost lose. And John Jones, he's had one loss, which his only loss was from DQ for um, repeated either I think either lobos or yeah, illegal elbows or something. Lost. He has not come close to being beaten by anyone. The closest he had was to getting beaten was his last fight against Machida when Machida got a couple, you know, good shots in the first round. Yeah. But he was in real no no real danger of being beaten. That's true. I, I don't see anyone beating him. I think he's the best. He's only 24 years old, whereas Silva, I think, is in his early 30s, 31, 32. Um, if they fought, that would be that would be the Floyd Mayweather versus Manny Pacquiao. Um, yeah. I have GSP3. He's hurt right now, which... Seems to be an epidemic right now in MMA. Yeah. Everyone's tearing this or breaking that during training, yeah. which you have to wonder. I mean, steroids. I'm not going to say can convict or even assume someone's using steroids, but people get injured a lot more while training using steroids. So, I mean, I, I'm once again, I'm not saying that GSP does. I'm not implicating him, but no, that's just a fact of the matter. Um, I mean, Rashad Evans, he's what, supposed to fight John Bones Jones twice, and he got hurt both times. Yeah. Um, so I have to put him, I mean, he's dominant as well. I mean, he's, I don't see him getting beat in the welterweight division. I think the second biggest fight, which would have been the biggest fight a year ago before John Jones came up, would have been GSP versus Anderson Silva. If GSP went up to middleweight. Yeah. I think he's the clear-cut third. Um, after that, you know, I haven't really seen um, uh, any of the other guys fight too much. Um, like Frankie Edgar or Gray Maynard, any of those guys. I haven't really seen them fight. I can't really critique one versus the other, but I've seen all these guys fight, and I, I'd have to put Bones Jones as number one. I've got, uh, I've got Silva one, Jones at two, GSP three, and then four, I have, uh, his name is Jose Aldo. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got him at, at four. The featherweight. He's 20 and one, uh, you beat Kenny Florian, which Kenny Florian is... He was a welterweight fighting at, mither, at Featherweight. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's yeah, that's something to say. He's got a fight coming up uh, against an unbeaten Chad Mendez. That'll be good. And uh, mm. and that's going to be a title defense. I think that, that'll be one of those fights that if he loses, he I mean, he's still a good fighter, but yeah. he's not that great fighter. Yeah. And if he wins, I mean, he could... Possibly be legendary, a yeah. legendary fighter. Yeah. Um, the next pay-per-view coming up, uh, Big Brock, Big Brock Lesnar versus All-Star Overeem. What are your predictions for, uh, for that I think, event? I think that, uh, I think Brock's going to win. I, I think Brock's going to win, too. I'm not really sure technically why. Um, I just have faith in the, the big crazy man. Um, the only thing that can stop him, I think, is to ridiculosis and Kane Velasquez. But, um, I mean, th- this guy, he's six foot f- four. You know, comes into the ring at probably 290 and is probably as quick as some of the middleweights out there. He's a, he's a freak of nature. Um, he's married to the beautiful Sable from the glory WWE days, which, I mean, how can you go wrong with that? Um, except that she's 15 years older than him. Um, it's probably a childhood dream of his. Right. Anyways, I, I think that's how that's going. Uh, John Fitch is fighting, you know. I haven't really seen John Fitch too much. I'll just pencil him in for the win. Um, but, um, yeah, but you, 
What, what do you have to say, Joe? Um, you, had, you said you had some topics you wanted to, to brush over. One, one thing I wanted to add on to the UFC real quick is uh, this this Overing dude. I read today that he put now like twenty to thirty pounds he, of muscle. He, no, he put on fifty six pounds of muscle. 50, wow. How? how it, he, yeah, there's been allegations, and he he said that he's willing to take any test, but. The one thing is, though, I read the last test he took, it took them five different tries to get the test done. Hmm. That's that's a little uh, eyebrow-raising. That shit's shifty. Yeah. And if you say, yeah, oh, yeah, I'll take any test you want, take the test. Don't don't, don't talk about it. Don't He's... have your manager call and retake and, and do all the stuff that he had him do so that you can... I mean, they ended up with a different... They ended up with his girlfriend's... You're insane. I uh, wow. Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I I read it today. They ended up with his girlfriend's urine sample for that, and that's why the test got all messed up. And they it took them five five different uh, tries to get the right one. That's a little fishy. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I I just I see. But on the flip side, no. Brock, he probably isn't taking steroids now, but he's definitely has taken steroids before when he was oh. in the, the WWE. And, and I just, I don't know, I, I watched a, a few of uh, Overeem's fights on YouTube, and, and I don't know, I just, for me, I, I feel like the only thing that he has on Brock is he could maybe stand up and throw bones, but if Brock takes him down, he's done. Yeah. He, he, this this Overeem guy reminds me of, a, he's a better Kimbo slice. Okay. He, he, can, he can throw bones. But once he takes him down, he's done. All right. But uh, there's a few things I wanted to get your reaction on here. First, uh, one thing I wanted to add. Did you see Moneyball? Oh, I still haven't. I'm still I'm, haven't. So, I'm so disappointed in myself. Um, an A's fan. I went and I saw it. I mean, being a Giants fan, I, I and, and even a baseball fan. Yeah. I uh, I watched it and I, I I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I I. I need to. I mean, I just need to to get up, either buy it or rent it or something. And and, and I, I suggested it was it was it was highly entertaining, especially just being a baseball fan, yeah. just to just to see how how everything worked and how everything went down. It was, and, and that Brad Pitt guy, good. I think he's got a he's got future uh, future beautiful man award yeah. written all over him. He better. He <laughs> he better. And even in the movie, he uh, he did some dipping. Oh he well, that, that would make you proud, Mister Mister Dip Pants. I was definitely proud. Uh, and then I wanted to get your thoughts on. Uh, I wanted to throw this at you. Uh, Bring it on. In the NFL, they have a rule that when you score a touchdown, you're not allowed to go to the ground at all. Mm-hmm. What about Tim Tebow going to the ground, going to his knee, and, and doing the the quote unquote Tebow? See, I think I think this underlies a bigger issue in the NFL. They're so hypocritical. I mean, they lay out these rules seemingly on the fly, like they did last year. Um, the illegal hits to the head. Just you know, one week saying when Deshaun's reaction got knocked out, when when Josh Cribb got knocked, they're like, you know what? We're going to start clamping down on this just randomly. I mean, usually this is the type of stuff that happens at the end of a season. Um, this and. If you just look at James Harrison's one-game suspension, I mean, it was a bad hit, yeah. But people have done worse, and oh, yeah. he's 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 getting it because of his reputation. And this plays in the exact same way as Tebow on the, on the opposite. I mean, if it's anyone else, I mean, 
maybe, you know, he doesn't, or they, he gets flagged. Because Tim Tebow has this sterling reputation, has this reputation as a, you know, a great person, a great Christian. I mean, people see it as, like, an honorary thing rather than, you know, showing off. Which, I, mean, I don't think he's showing off. But, I mean, if you've written it in the rule books a certain way, you have to abide by it. Exactly. And I think it's just... I mean, it's not going to be a major problem because the NFL is king and, you know, people are absolutely addicted to football and, you know, whatever they do, people are still going to come back. Yeah. But, I mean, given that, it's still a problem because, I mean, Roger Goodell, he, I mean, he make, when he makes up his mind about something, it doesn't matter what anyone else says. I mean, he, he makes a rule, puts it in place, and he seems to want to apply it differently to different players. Yeah. And that's not Double the way. Standard. Yeah, that's not the way you you go about things. You need to make if you're going to make stuff like that, you need to make more precise rules so you can say this is okay or this isn't. You can't just say no one on the ground and then enforce it for one person and not enforce it for the other. So, I mean, I, I think that's just indicative of what the NFL has become. Okay. Um, Another thing I wanted to I wanted to get your grade on uh, in the NBA. Give me your uh, your best pickup and your and your worst pickup. Okay, um, I have to think of the best one. I have to say the worst. I don't know what in the hell Jeff Petrie was thinking picking up Travis Outlaw. I I really don't. Okay, it'd be one thing if he picked him up for one year. The amnesty, you know, Travis Outlaw got amnestied. By the New Jersey Nets, after one year, they signed like a five-year contract. He didn't do anything. I mean, he's a very lousy player. Let me find. Let me look up his stuff here, really quickly. Um. So, uh, but he they picked him up for four years, and no one was bidding against him. I mean, you already have a glut of shooting guards and small forwards. You have a glut of wing players on this team. Young guys, except for John Salmons, you have time. Yeah, that need time to develop. I mean, the only way these guys can develop is for is for more run on the court. And by picking up Travis Outlaw, I mean it's not like this guy is a great locker room presence. I mean, from all accounts, I mean I don't know if he's a bad guy, but he's not going to just you know he's not the locker room guy you sign just to have in the locker room like you know Luke Herringotti or um, if it was someone like Shane Battier, it'd be a different story. Exactly. This guy, okay, he shot last year. He's you know he's known as a scorer. He's not much of a defender. He's long, so he can rebound a little bit, but he's not great. He shot thirty-seven point five percent from the field, thirty point two percent from three. Okay, that that is not what you're looking for. No, especially when you already have um, you know Jimmy Fredette, John Salmons, Tyreek Evans, Francisco Garcia, Dante Green, you know um, Marcus Thornton. All these guys who need time at the wing position, and you pick this guy up for what? And you're gonna have to play him because you're you're paying him twelve million dollars over four years. Um, to ride the bench, I don't think. Yeah, so. uh, definitely not. Um, the best addition. I mean, you have to. I guess you have to say Chris Paul. I mean, I think it was a great pickup. Um, I don't like the way they went about it. I don't like the way that the league handled that crap because. I mean, being a Kings fan, I was on one side elated that the, the Lakers got screwed, but being just yeah. like a fan of the league, I was disturbed by what how it went down. I mean, that that shouldn't have been vetoed, and I didn't even know he had that kind of power. 
Um, yeah, and, I think uh, Dan Stern really made a statement with that one. Yeah, well, he's going to have to make a statement by leaving pretty soon because that was – I think he's overstepping his bounds and he's kind of lost control. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, Chris Paul immediately brings the Clippers from a fringe playoff contender to a fringe championship contender. Yeah. And, I mean, if you can do that with one deal and you can lock – you can – I mean, he's locked up for one more year after this year. He signed his extension. Donald Sterling is – a terrible, terrible person, terrible owner. So you, you never know what you know, he might not sign up for that. Neither might Blake Griffin, but you know, with that kind of core, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, you know, Eric Bledsoe, maybe, maybe another pick. Yeah. I mean, that is a good core. And you know, anytime you can pick up a superstar player and I mean, you know, you lose maybe potential one, Eric Gordon, mm-hmm. but you know, you have a CP three, even yeah. if his knees aren't what they used to be. And you never know, he might get re-injured, but I mean, that, Still, that, that's got to be. It's definitely worth the reward. Yeah, exactly. So I would have to say that's the best. Um, free agent signings. I mean, I like Jamal Crawford. I think he's going to be a very good player off the bench for Portland. Yeah. Um, I like uh, – can't think of any others right now. What about, um, how, how do you think that, that Chris Paul and Chauncey Billups are going to work? You know, out? I think Chauncey Billups – He's never been the quickest guy. I mean, he's he's not the water bug type of of point guard, and he's big. I mean, he's big for a point guard. I think he's big enough to guard most twos. I mean, he's he may get beaten. I mean, there's still guys that are quicker than him, like Dwayne Wade, but he has the size to match up with these guys. And you know, he was more of just like a dump in player. I mean, he'd dump it in the middle, or he'd you know kick it out to to Rip, uh, Rip Hamilton or something. He's never like the, the prototypical playmaker. I think he's going to be good at the two. I think, you know, he's going to be the outside threat. He's going to be, you know, a good leader. And I think he's going to be kind of a stabilizing force for these guys when they're, you know, running alley-oops and stuff. And, you know, people are going to try to crash in the paint, try to get control Blake and Chris Paul from driving. He's he's going to be wide open there for the count for three. I think it was a very good move uh, getting Chauncey. Yeah, one of the things I I don't like about what the Knicks did was... Oh, the Knicks. Chase Taylor was a great signing. I think. Yeah, that, that was a great sign, but I feel like they would be much better off if they had Billups over Barron. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like to watch Barron play. He, he he's, he's fun to watch, he, but he's getting older. I mean, yeah, Billups is too, but I feel like Billups is more, like you said, more of the prototypical type of point guard rather than Barron, because Barron, to me, is more of a scorer. And, and a driver rather than a facilitator. And I, I, I just, I would really have rather seen Chauncey. Well, see, the thing is they had to get rid of Chauncey to pick up Tyson Chandler. Well, yeah, I just, so, I, I just feel that, that Billups was a better option. But, okay. no, I, I agree there. I and think Tyson's better. Say one more big pickup it was Rip Hamilton for the Bulls. Yeah. I mean, they had nothing coming from offense from their two-guard position last year. I think he's exactly what they needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... Either they or maybe the Thunder will give the Heat the, the biggest run for their money. Um, he, they won't just be able to focus entirely on Derrick Rose starting unit. Rip Hamilton will be a good number two or three score for them, maybe four with uh, Luol Deng and Carl Spicer. But I think that's a, a very good pickup. He can help spread the floor for them. And he, he's a tireless worker. He's always coming off screens, always you know running around, getting these guys tired. Yeah. And you know I don't think Dwayne Wade is going to be one of chasing him around in like a seven-game series. He can't no. be playing offense. So, you know, that's that's a good pickup. Very See, good. I, I felt uh, that that Rip was a good pickup, but 
I don't know. With, with his age, I, I don't know if, if he's going to be able to, to, to handle the, the type of offense that they're going to want to run. But he definitely is a, an offensive threat that, that they, they needed. Yeah. They needed him bad. Yeah. All right, Joe, anything uh, anything else take of your fancy? Um, one other thing, yeah. one other opinion question I have for you. Um, Coach K set, set a milestone uh, this season. Uh-huh. Um, He's now uh, the leader in wins in, in NCAA history. Yes. Is he the best uh, NCAA basketball, men's basketball coach ever? You know, since I wasn't around for, you know, Dean Smith and the the best part of Bob Knight's career, you know, I think he's the best, definitely coaching right now. I think he has the best combination of recruiting and um coaching and motivation. Um, I think the best peer recruiter is going to be John Calipari because he gets, you know, just loads of talent every single yeah, year. Yeah. But, you know, I'd have a hard argue t- hard time arguing against the fact that he would be the best. I mean, I mean the stats speak for it. I mean, he's still going to be coaching for, you know, who knows how long. I mean, it could be another 10 years, and he can just add to that. I think I can't really think of anyone else I would put above him. That's it's pretty much the same way I feel. Um, I don't know the 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 way I look at it is what type of people um, have his players become, and I don't know when I I see the the type of people that have come out of Duke, Grand Hill, Grand Hill. Uh, yeah. I, I believe Shane Battier went to Duke. Yeah, um, and and those are two people that. You would definitely want your locker room. Yes. They're good guys to have. Exactly. Both uh, good defensive players, Shane Batty being the better of the two, but uh, just, and they're good people. And, yeah. And I don't, I don't know. I think with them good people. With everything combined, I, I just I feel like Coach K is, in my opinion, the, the best coach in, in and ever in the NCAA. I, I have to agree with that. All right, Joseph Glenn, it's been, a, it's been a good time talking with you. It has been amazing. Yes. And uh, we will catch you uh, Monday. Going to see Jimma light up the Lakers for how, how much do you think Jimma's going to drop on him? I'm going to I'm going to say he's going to have uh, thirty points. Thirty points. Yeah. Say thirty-one. One up, yeah. All right. All right. All right, Joe. We'll take care of yourself, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you, sir. All right. See ya.